Welcome to Water from the Well, a work of the Church of Christ in Santa Clara. Today we have another episode of Why I Believe. We'll be talking with Doug and Linda Rowlett, fellow believers with me at the Church of Christ at Santa Clara. They will be sharing with us their conversion stories and a little more about their walk with Christ. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for being with us today. Both of you grew up in homes where your parents were members of the church. What do you remember about that, and did that influence you to become Christians? Yes, it did influence me to become a Christian. I think seeing their example of faithfulness and determination to continue to follow the Lord, especially my mother being strong about that, even when my father went through a period of time where he was not strong, when I was very young and I didn't understand what was going on, but he fell away for a while and didn't want to worship regularly. But even that, ultimately, um, was a strengthening thing to me. So I wanted to know more about it and learn, and I had Bible classes as a child, and all of that was wonderful. I think, too, it also encouraged me to eventually examine for myself why did I believe what I believed. Mm -hmm. uh, was it just because I had watched them, or were there other, were, were there other reasons why? And eventually I did come to that conclusion, but that was when I was, of course, quite a bit older. So yes, they were an influence on me. And also my brother, who was a, a faithful Christian and, and a big influence on oh, me. Oh, great, great. Well, my parents also influenced me too, I believe. Uh, when I was a young boy, I went to uh, Bible classes and, and church service every Sunday. And later we moved to California, and my parents became a little weaker. And uh, they were involved in a lot of different things. They owned a restaurant, and they were working seven days a week, mm -hmm. and they were uh, not able to attend uh, church like we were before. I went in the Air Force at uh, 19 years old, and I spent four years in the Air Force, and when I got out of the Air Force, I came back home, and my parents were very involved with the church at that time, and they were having, I mean, it surprised me in a lot of ways. They were going to church on Sunday morning and Sunday evening, Wednesday night. We had Bible classes in, at their home, and we had Bible classes in other people's homes. Wow, they were very and, involved. Oh, man, they were so active. I couldn't believe it. And I got involved with it, and I, I enjoyed that. I mm -hmm. I thought, this is great, and I, I was studying with the uh, members there also. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I wasn't convinced that I'm going to join the Church of Christ just because my parents were members of the Church right. of Christ. So uh, that factor made me want to check out other denominations, and mm -hmm. I did, so... Mm -hmm. But I knew enough about the Bible to see things that they were doing that they just weren't doing exactly what God told them to do. And they mm -hmm. they would just say, well, we can do it this way. There's no reason we can't. Mm -hmm. but, so anyway, that's where I'm at. All right. So at some point, each of you uh, decided to get baptized. And so uh, I'll ask, how did you come about that? For me, it was um, 
knowing fairly young when I was 10, understanding baptism was necessary for salvation, baptism for the remission of your sins. I learned Acts 2 yeah. <laughs> when I was little. But when I was about 15, I was actually able to talk to my parents and to um, a faithful Christian who had studied for a long time who helped me to understand that, and I, I already had felt for a long time that that was necessary for me to do. So mm-hmm. that's when I actually was baptized, when I was 20. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot more between, excuse me, between I was baptized when I was 15 and learned a lot between then and 20 when I think I actually matured more and understood what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But I did understand that um, my faith and my repentance to want to follow God and not my own willful way and to be baptized and um, to want to follow Christ in my life, Mm -hmm. I I understood that, I think, by 15. And I had been studying for quite a while and and learning and had a lot of good influences. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was baptized. Okay, great. Well, I had uh, been studying with uh, one of the members of the church there in Dixon, California, and he had gone through a lot of struggles in his life, and him and I uh, really opened up the Bible and and uh, looked at things, and I we'd stay up late at night and study, and he had to work the next day, and I, <laughs> I felt sorry for him because I had... I was out of a job at that time. <laughs> but uh, him and I studied a lot, and he influenced me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was kind of hard-headed, I guess. I just felt like uh, I wanted to make sure that right. this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And the preacher and I, uh, ta- he talked to me about, why haven't I been baptized? Mm-hmm. You should you know, you should accept the Lord and... and become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I told him at the time I felt like I had not had the Holy Spirit guide me down the aisle. And uh, so uh, he said, well, Doug, that's not going to happen. If you're waiting for that to happen, you're not going to be baptized. Right, right. So I felt like, well, I had to think about that, I guess mm-hmm. I'd say. Mm-hmm. And later I uh, one evening, on a Wednesday evening, I went forward and accepted the Lord and was baptized. Well, how do you think then that, that the example that they set for you, your family set for you when you came back, how do you think that that might have influenced you to ultimately become a Christian? Well, I think it had a big influence on me because if they had not been involved with the church as they were, I wouldn't have had the... Uh, time for the Bible classes and the church service and the home Bible classes and the singings that they Mm -hmm, would go to mm -hmm. and be that involved. I just wouldn't have had it. And I doubt if I would have been uh, strong enough to say, I'm just going to go on my own Mm -hmm, without mm -hmm. them. Right. I think they had a big influence on me. Great. So how did the two of you meet? Well, we met at the... Uh, Sunnyvale Church of Christ and I I got a job in Mountain View California and attended uh, Sunnyvale and I saw Linda there and there was several people our age I'm a little bit older than the the group that we were with I was 26 and Linda was 21 at the time Mm -hmm. 
but uh, a lot of them were in their early 20s, mm-hmm. and we all met, and we'd go to coffee together, like after service, we might go to Denny's or something like that, mm-hmm. and so that's where we met, and we started dating, and uh, eventually got married. Well, I just felt blessed um, that we had a, a lot of young people at the time. That was a, that was wonderful in general, um, and friendships, and you know, all of that developed, and that that a lot of that has remained to this day. And so, I felt very fortunate. And then somebody new moves in, and you don't know them, or you know, it took time to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, you know, we weren't. Um, close it just it took time and mm-hmm. and so we were fortunate that we were in a situation where we could develop a relationship and get to know each other right so would you say that you were friends first mm-hmm. i would yes mm-hmm. yeah marie and i were friends first we uh, we had known each other for uh, some time and then when we started uh, uh going out we were just friends going mm-hmm. out doing some things together and then we grew close after that I think our friendship, for me, might have been different than Doug's. Um, I liked him very much, but he was he was different. He was a little older. He had not been a Christian very long. Mm-hmm. He questioned a lot of things <laughs> and questioned a lot of people and was searching and trying to learn. And I, I both admired and respected that, but it also frightened me a little bit. So maybe that slowed everything down and we got to know each other a little better because... We weren't going to jump into a relationship without getting to know more about each other, and that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so uh, do you believe that being Christians has strengthened your marriage? Oh, yes, I do. And, you know, I feel like our faith in God, we both put God in, as a priority in our life, and it has uh, made us stronger yeah. and we know that that's our number one goal is pleasing God and going to heaven mm-hmm. and and becoming a Christian is you're, you're in the family of God mm-hmm. and and we have all our brothers and sisters we can depend on and and it's just a, a very strengthening thing I do think it's um helped our marriage to be stronger than it might have been otherwise mm-hmm. um, because we both separately as well as together have a faith based on Christ right. and so we're not pulling against each other in that way mm-hmm. not that uh, a Christian married to someone who does not believe couldn't also have a wonderful marriage but it does make certain things that are important to each other to each one of us um, things that we can work together on, and mm-hmm. so that helps. And I remembered right. the the experience of my parents. For there was a period of time when my father was um, not strong and not not faithfully serving, not wanting to worship, not wanting to be around Christians. Mm-hmm. And that was my mother was on the other hand very determined that she was going to continue to worship even though he was not. Mm-hmm. And so that caused contributed to problems. They had problems. They had health issues. Some of which. They didn't know or understand at the time, but that did contribute to problems. So mm-hmm. seeing that, I think, spurred me on to want to be married to someone who, at least as best we could tell, we both had the same goal, we both mm-hmm. had the same desire, right? and that's helped our marriage. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I know um, 
a lot of people think that you know uh, the the strongest thing in a marriage could be uh, or should be when the mates uh, value each other over everything else. You know, you're my first priority. And I'll do anything for you. I'll do everything for you. Nothing comes before you. And I remember uh, when Marie and I were married, uh, it had to be within that first year. This is an early concept that she shared with me. But she shared that um, if you're on a plane, you're a parent with a child, they say in an emergency that you should give yourself the oxygen mask first. And I thought, well, well what, you know, what sense does that make? But then she said the idea there is if you, if you help yourself first, then you can help your child. If something happens to you, then your child is helpless. And I, I've often thought of our marriage relationship in that way. When I tell people that, I, uh, that God's my priority, even over my wife and over my children, the idea is that spiritual health comes from him and only him. And the, health of my, the spiritual health of my family uh, is priority. So if I really love them, if I really care for them, then I'm going to put God first so then he could then take care of us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that has really made a difference in our marriage. I remember um, not even in, just in our marriage, but us as parents. When Nico was born, uh, he didn't have a heartbeat. And he was in, wow. yeah, he was in distress. And, uh, and so he was in the, uh, the uh, I forget what they call it, the ICU for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was there, and Marie was you know pretty doped up basically, and you know she'd be up for five minutes and then sleeping for fifteen and up for ten minutes and and that type of thing. But Sunday came around, and I came to worship, and you know by myself, and everybody was wondering, well, what what are you doing here? You know your family's out, and I I basically was telling them, there's nothing I can do, but I can appeal to God, I could show my faith to God, I can worship God and call on Him to help them. Well, do you know that by that next Wednesday night, Nico was at, at Bible study with us. Wow. And the, the, the hospital staff was calling him the miracle child and mm-hmm. all of this. But it's because, you know, we put God first because we know that he can help more than any man could. So, um, yeah, I thank you all for, for sharing that. Now, speaking of being parents, you have a son who is a Christian. And how, how did your faith play a part in how you raised him? I think our faith was something we just worked into our life. It just was Mm -hmm. part of us. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like talking about the scriptures or praying together or um, going to Bible class or having Christians over for Mm -hmm. to study or whatever, those things he just kind of grew up seeing. And that's no guarantee in and of itself. But from a young age, he was, he was exposed to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that helped us in, the decision-making process of things about mm-hmm. what we had to decide as parents, where we lived, and what what we were going to do with our time and our energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that very much did play a part in our raising him. I mean, it was just something we were conscious of and aware of, but also just sort of part of life. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a big decision-making process most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, so we had a lot of influence on him. At the same time, we also tried to encourage him to think for himself. Mm -hmm. So as he got older, it wasn't just us telling him or expecting him. We we tried to give him opportunities to see other people's situation and know about what it was like to have God in your life or not Mm -hmm. have God in your life and um, to also study and read the scriptures on his own. I mean, he did that fairly young so that he could 
learn how to think for himself, basically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just because mom and dad said yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. We always uh, tried to find a, a congregation ahead of time if we were going to be traveling. Mm-hmm. And he was in the scouting, scouts, and we always made a point to find a church for Sunday morning to worship with. Uh, and we were up in the Sierras or mm-hmm. down in the on the coast or wherever. We had always find a church. Mm-hmm. And that always, uh, Jason never had a qualm about it, but some of the other scouts always felt like, you guys always have to go to church. <laughs> And we said, yeah, we we feel like that's part of our Christianity. Mm-hmm. We we want to worship God to, with other Christians. Right, right. And we've had uh, friends that uh, have come over to visit, and some of them were uh, traveling through, and they weren't members of the church, and right. they would stay with us, but we'd let them know, well, tomorrow we're going to go to Bible class mm-hmm. or church service. And you're welcome to go with us, and we'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. But we, if you'd rather stay home, we'll, you know, mm-hmm. they'd always go with us. Yeah. And we did that even on camp, camping trips. We'd invite people with us, and they'd say, yeah. oh, we'll go with you. That's great. So it was a, something that I think uh, just that influence mm-hmm. on your children and on your marriage right. makes a big difference. Sure Raising children is difficult at times of course we all know and we have to make the adult decisions in their life Mm -hmm. for those first many years and I think we're heavily influenced especially in this valley to make those decisions around grades and activities Mm -hmm. and future careers and where you're going to college and you've got to compete in this sport or that sport and of course everything has to be organized time so I have to drive you to three different activities every weekend (laughs) and if one of those conflicts with a a worship time then the activities quite possibly might win out it's that's unfortunate and Mm -hmm. that's part of our culture and part of our Mm -hmm. time uh, in this world especially right now and right here so I would just say for anybody who has children or is uh, thinking about have, having children, try to think seriously about what is really important in life right. and what will really be important for their future, um, mm-hmm. not only in this world but eternally, and what influences can you guide them towards that will help them um, in their decision-making process about spiritually where do they stand, not only what their college degree is going to mm-hmm. be and, and mm-hmm. That's just that's important and that's good and that's fine and I'm not taking away from that. But in the long run, it isn't the only thing, and it's not even the most important thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, met a young lady who isn't even Christian yet, but but uh, uh, is in a Christian home, and uh, I was impressed because her grandfather told me that she said uh, that she won't be able to go to her graduation, and so her grandfather asked her why. She said, I have Bible study that night. <laughs> so it shows how, you know, depending on how you, you put your priorities, your children can take on those priorities too. And uh, for her to just be as casual about it as he made it sound, she just understood, well, you know, it's my graduation, yeah, but this is Bible study. So uh, I was impressed to hear that, but it, it just sort of underlines yeah. what you were talking about there. Um, so let me ask 
both of you. Do you have any advice for those who are seeking God but haven't found him yet? Well, I'd advise them to keep seeking. Keep seeking. <laughs> Don't give up. That's right. And to look at his word mm-hmm. and study the Bible and to uh, find a, a congregation that he feels comfortable with, that he can uh, talk to other Christians there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said before, I looked around. I had uh, gone to some other denominations, mm-hmm. and and I felt like they were good people. They were great people. But a lot of the things they were doing wasn't uh, following God as I saw it in the Bible. Right. And when I found... Uh, the Church of Christ, they would always say, let's look at the Bible. Right. They always went back to God's Word. They mm-hmm. said, okay, here's your question. Let's find the answer. Mm-hmm. And I would say, for those seeking God, they need to ask that question and get it answered correctly. Right. And one thing, uh, many of my friends had uh, always felt like, well, if you believe in God, and you have a good heart, and you accept him in your heart, you're going to be in a child of God. Mm-hmm. And I would show them over and over where it would say, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Mm-hmm. That's what we find in Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, we just need to remember, keep looking and seeking him. Don't give up. Amen. Well, as far as seeking God, um, obviously if, they're, if someone is looking for God, number one, they believe there is a God, mm-hmm. and number two, they have to come to some decision-making process as to how is God trying to interact with them, how is God trying to communicate with them, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different answers out there floating right. around, like, yeah. you know, the angel sitting on my shoulders whispering in my ear and mm-hmm. telling me what to do. Um, you have to be serious about you know, the historical aspect of whatever philosopher or whoever yeah. you're following, is that from from God? Right. And so eventually, I think, coming to um, learning and studying from the Scriptures. And there's a lot of internal and external evidence to show us that the Scriptures we have are the ones that came down from God to the prophets mm-hmm. and to the apostles and the writings in the New Testament and how that was all confirmed to be his word um, if you're questioning that, there are ways to study and learn yeah. from from what has already been learned to show you that that is the way he's communicating to us. And so then you have to make a decision, is that is that what you're going to listen to? Is right. that what you're going to try to follow? And I, I just, I believe that God is a fair and just God. Mm-hmm. He's not, if you're looking and you want to find him, he's going to help you right. find him. Right. You don't have to uh, feel like this person follows this and says this and this other person says that and be confused about that. Keep seeking, like Mm -hmm, Doug said. Just mm -hmm. keep seeking and praying about it and looking for those, as he did, that would keep going back to the scriptures and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, you read it for yourself. You look at the scriptures. What does it say? And um, I believe he will, it may take a long time, Mm -hmm. but he will help you find what you need to find if you sincerely want that and not just to follow what you feel or you think Mm -hmm. or your best friend or your parents or anybody else. You have to decide for yourself. Mm -hmm. But you have to follow and look for him. 
That's right. That's right. Great. Well, it's been wonderful talking to both of you. I appreciate you giving us some of your time. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for listening. For more about us, check us out at truthseekers.org. There you'll find our links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.